Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spore the Warning podcast. This is review number 644 with a review of Wolfwalkers. I'm Christopher Schnazy. And I'm Stephen Miller. And if you're joining us for the first time, the Spore the Warning podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week in the show, we're going to dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest films coming to a streaming platform near you. Um, this week, we're going to have a couple of reviews for you. Um, this one of Wolfwalkers, which uh, came out this past weekend on Apple TV+, and then also a little film that we rented uh, called Parallel, uh, which we'll be talking about after that. Um, but this film, Wolfwalkers, as you may have guessed from the title of the film, is about uh, people who can shapeshift between you know, being a human and being a wolf. Um, so my question right. for you, Stephen, is if you could be some sort of walker, <laughs> and you can't pick Texas Ranger, uh, mm. what, which walker would you want to be? Like, if you could be walk as any animal, what would it be? Interesting. I mean, offhand, and I don't know if this is just inspired by warging, as, like, you know, Game of Thrones <laughs> has made me think to do, and this movie definitely made me think of again, but I feel like a flying creature would be the move, right? Like, that definitely gives you the freedom that you couldn't get with any other animal. Yeah. Now, I don't think I know enough about flying creatures to pick one. Like, I guess I should say, like, a like a hawk, maybe. That would be pretty powerful, could move fast. I'm yeah. not really at risk of being, you know, preyed on by other creatures. And, yeah, get a, get a bird's eye view of the world. I feel like that, that would be the move. Yeah, I, I think definitely something that could fly. As you said, you want to be the top of your food chain. Uh, maybe even right. something endangered so that humans aren't hunting you either. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Probably some falcons are endangered. Yeah, as you, I mean, I just think it would be... I think it'd be rad to be able to turn into a bird that or some some creature that could swim. I think that would be mm. that would be cool, too, just because I feel like what is swimming but the flying of the ocean? That poetic, beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> now, do you think there would be a lot of variety to see underwater, though? Uh, I, yeah, I mean, the the vistas that you're saying are definitely not as good as if you're flying in the air. But that movement is kind of un, unmatchable, right? That ability to right. like dart and like flow so like smoothly through the water um also gotta watch out for predators there predators that you probably can't see coming <laughs> yeah. um but, now, but can, I think, can we invent new animals to be because i think the equivalent of an amphibian but it switches between flying and being underwater would be like the <laughs> ideal right that would that would just be the holy grail of uh of walking <laughs> and ironically it's a creature that does not walk <laughs> nice like a flying snake that could also swim yeah exactly i think that would be or just like and that's not really an amphibian but you know what i mean like there there are definitely i feel like there are birds that at least like dive underwater briefly and there are definitely fish that can jump so we're getting close we're getting close. maybe a dragon <laughs> so, so you, you want to move you want to be a penguin that can actually fly exactly yeah i want to be a flight full penguin yeah yeah I, I think i'm on board with that i could go with flight full penguin um yeah yeah, at least for and no one would kill you because you're adorable. <laughs> Naturally. Uh, all right. Well, speaking of adorable, Stephen, what do you say we get into a review of Wolf Wolfwalkers? Let's do it. We're going to take a listen to the trailer for Wolfwalkers, and then we're going to come back and give you a review. Wolf, wolf, hunt them far and yonder. Forest is brimming with wolves. It's my job to hunt them down, not yours. But we could hunt them together. Wolves, bears, dragons even. (laughs) (laughs) 
one of them wolf walkers. Wolf walkers? The ones that can talk to wolves with some wild magic. You can come out now. We can smell ya, you stick. You're a wolf walker. You're a wolf when you sleep. A girl when you're awake. <laughs> Robin! Something's happened to me. Yeah, I can see that. It's flipping great. You're a wolf now. Be a wolf! The woods are getting smaller every day. These wolves, they're just beasts. Tonight we put an end to this. Promise your mother to keep you safe. I have to help her. You have to leave. No way. I scared him off. All right, so Wolf Walkers is the story of a young, like, wannabe hunter and her father, who is an actual hunter, who has been tasked with trying to drive the wolves out of this village that is um, next to this outpost that they have, um, where the English have, like, basically gone into Ireland. And essentially, uh, everybody's trying to get rid of the wolves because they're scary, but this young girl um, meets one of the wolves and finds out that she is actually a wolf walker. And through a chance uh, set of events, um, she ends up gaining the ability to wolf walk herself. And it's sort of the story of her um, trying to join the sides of the wolves and try to stop the villagers from uh, destroying the forest. Stephen Miller, what did you think of Wolf Walkers? Um, so I'm going to quote from my very brief letterboxed review of this yesterday, which is to say this... I think this is a three-star story with five-star visuals. Uh, and what I, what I mean by that is that if I just look at this film in terms of plot, you know, the, the, how much did it grip me? How much did I feel invested in the characters? It was it was good. You know, it was cute. It, it, it felt like a kind of traditional kids movie with traditional... I shouldn't say traditional kids movie. It has, like, more bite to it than your average kids movie, but the the way the plot moves is very much a How to Train Your Dragon, you know, a, like, a kid discovers things about the world that regular people didn't realize, and now it's up to them to rectify the wrong, and it just, it felt a little done before, you know? Like, nothing really pulled me in there. Um, done before, of course, with Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, but done, done a lot. I mean, if you if you look at, like, I don't know, Avatar, Fern Gully, Pocahontas. Exactly, uh, yeah, yeah. Dances with Wolves. <laughs> yeah, they they all follow the same thing. And speaking of wolves, like, it's hard not to think of Game of Thrones with, you yeah. know, Sean Bean being here again as the warrior father who knows a lot about wolves and the daughter who isn't supposed to want to be a hunter but is anyway. You know, like, of course, there is... Uh, ground being tread here that has been tread before yeah, um, yeah. but the these visuals of the movie like the animation 
the uh, design of it, the concept of the art is all just like brilliant. Like it, it is fantastic looking, like am- amazing looking. And of course, that is why the movie exists. Like, I don't yeah. think it's a stretch to say that this movie is a showcase for animation with a story that has to be good enough to keep it interesting. But that is about it. Um And it looks good. Like it took a little bit for the animation to click for me in this movie because at first it's just, you know, the girl in her little town, it feels very Beauty and the Beast or something. And I was like, okay, (laughs) everyone was telling me this movie is great. And it like, it seems nice, you know, but I'm not really getting what all the fuss is about. Um, The moment she enters the forest, it is incredible. And there are some things that are very directly showy. You know, there is a running scene here. There are senses that are visualized in a uh, artistic way. Like there are a lot of things the movie is doing that are really flexing their muscles. But then there are things like the use of shadow in this movie. Whenever they are in the forest, there are like shadows being cast from the leaves above them and the shadow stays fixed as people move. And it is just like a really, really, really cool aesthetic. There's also a thing I... I meant to look up before this whether this is inspired by like art from the period, but there's a thing about perspective where like people will always be either fully face forward or fully to the side. And then normally something from a perspective, like a high vantage point, you would expect it to have like a 45 degree angle, but it will always either be fully vertical or fully top. And it is really, really, really interesting. Like there are a couple scenes, especially where it becomes kind of a, like is triptych the word where you have like three things at the same time. I, yeah. there, there are things where it is doing that, where it clearly feels like a painting where they are visualizing characters in their environments in ways that don't make sense, but look beautiful. Like they just look like art. Um, and all of that I thought was fantastic. So the, the moment the real meat of this story comes together um, and, you know, we get to experience the running of the wolves and what it feels like to be a wolf and all of that. I was a thousand percent on board for this movie. I think it is just like really, really, really lovely. Um, I just think story-wise it is only okay. And if this had given me like a top tier Pixar level story to go ahead, like with the art direction, this would be like one of my favorite movies of the year. Easy. Uh, And I just think it, Story-wise, it just fell a little bit short for me, but visually stunning, like absolutely worth watching for the visuals alone. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think as as you've said, this is this is a kids this is this is a story storybook film, like it's a children's tale. Um, and instead of taking like you know, some filmmakers might try to take a, a child's tale and then grow it into an adult film based on this concept from this child's storybook. And this film is very much interested interested in just presenting this child's tale the way it is, but doing it in the most spectacularly beautiful way that you can possibly do it. Yeah. Um, this, yeah, this film, I, I even, even rewatching it, this is something that, that I caught streamed um, back at this year's TIFF um, and seeing it again, it's still just, it's still kind of shocking just how good it looks. Um, like every single time, like obviously you talked about like the animation itself being very, very beautiful and fluid and, and interesting, but like all the stills of this are like the most amazing, like, like every single time there is not motion. I want that as a print that I can yeah, hang on every, my wall. Every frame is a painting. Like every frame could be hanging on your wall. Yeah. And, and like, even there are other times where like, I know the thing you're talking about where it's like three vertical strips down where it's like three different angles of, of some beat, bit of action that's happening. Mm-hmm. But there's this one, it's one of my favorite shots in the film. 
it's another three piece thing. Um, but the way they do it is the horizon line is completely horizontal to your view. So everything is on a plane that is facing one direction. The background yeah. is a top down view of far off mm -hmm. in the distance. And then the foreground is this angular, like 45 degree angle sloping to the horizon line. And it's just it, those type of, of kind of shots, I guess, I don't know if you can call them that in this, like those just designs look so beautiful. And it does, it definitely reminds me of a child's storybook. Like, you know, like when you're little, the one that your parent reads you right before you go to sleep, where it's like the big ass pages that fold and it's like, she was a hunter. And then they turn the pages. Right. Wolves were scary. Like that kind of storybook. It feels like that where, where there's all this beautiful detail that's going to something that a kid's probably not going to appreciate, but it's like painstakingly drawn. And it just, Oh, I, like everything about this film is just a joy to watch and consume and yes like the story is very simple and as we joked earlier you know it's really there are so many films that have done this type of story but there is something about like the joy of these two kids like her her, her desire to like stalk her dad at the beginning of this when he's going out into the forest and like the little journey she goes on and when she plays with her um her little robin <laughs> robin's no yeah. merlin's the name it yeah, is merlin. a it is a raven probably i don't know um but uh but yeah like just her her playing with I the think bird is it an owl i feel like like i feel like merlin would be an owl right i don't know why i feel like wizards <laughs> and owls are I'm pretty sure, sure it's like a raven or something it's definitely a hunting bird it's not it's not uh not that owls aren't hunters because they do, are but uh anyways doesn't matter what kind of bird it was it was awesome watching it um and and yeah, I think this is just a fun film that you can enjoy. It's got some good heart feels towards the end um, that, that give you kind of like a little emotional pep. Uh, but yeah, I, I, th I thought it was fun. And I don't know what much more to say about it. I mean, it is one of those films where it's like people should just watch it to see how beautiful it really is visually. Um, and then it is cute enough to sustain itself through that watch. But I think it is really like... There are just so many shots that are jaw dropping in this that kind of just like make you stand back and look at it. And if you have a nice like bright projection of, of it or something, it's like it just really pops off the off the screen, which is really nice. Mm. I can't believe I remembered it as an owl. It was a falcon. And now, of course, what Merlin actually looks like is flashing back to me. I should know I want to be a falcon. <laughs> That's my dream. <laughs> nice. But yeah, I. I definitely agree. It, it is more than cute enough to sustain itself and be what it is, which is a presentation of beautiful art. Yeah. Um, and so I'm I'm happy for that. I am curious how a kid would feel with this movie, because if this would go over well with kids, then that is a home run, right? Like this yeah. would be one of the most beautiful movies ever that is targeted at children. Um, I do want to say too, even though like the, the, the plot, I didn't care that much about, but the concept of it I thought was really interesting because I, like, I don't know a lot about the history, but I feel like it, this is the daughter of a hunter who works for like the English who are occupying Ireland yeah. and she kind of idolizes her father and the metaphor between like what she learns with her father and the people versus what she learns with the wolves, like it, it is a very interesting story that feels like the kind of thing that would be passed down. Like it feel, it feels like a tale that is like teaching you a little bit about culture and history and how it is like, you know, the, the tricky kind of complicated things. And like, I, I appreciated that about it, even as I wondered whether it was a real myth or not, not yeah. like a true myth, but I mean like a myth that was actually passed down in folklore or just yeah. an original idea. Um, 
but I like that. And I, I was always interested to see what the movie would do with that. And it doesn't go super far into that stuff. Like it kind of stays more in the realm of the Lord Protectorate is basically like every Disney bad guy. Um, you know, he, he just <laughs> yeah. kind of feels like an amalgam of all of them. Yeah. Um, a little little touches of Scar too, even in his ending. I guess I'm probably already saying too much well, by saying that. But spoilers. <laughs> in his final scene, sorry, in his final scene. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I it was just very very cool. One criticism I would have of the way it's paced is I the relationship between the girl and her father is definitely like part of the heart of this movie when it's written down like on the paper it is and the way this movie starts and ends like it could end in a really really good place and it does but it doesn't give time to that relationship like i feel like the movie kind of it hurries its ending when there could have been a lot of cuteness if they gave it another like five minutes at the end or something to kind of wrap up everything so yeah just a little little note yeah that is true and i think too like going back a little bit to what you were saying about like the the story of what this myth could be like uh, sort of a side tangent of that is kind of you, you mentioned that some of the heart comes from like the father and the daughter and when we talk about this being a kid film the one thing it doesn't really do that kids won't understand is this idea of like the oppressive father who is trying to protect her and that is the thing like there's there's this deep thing there of him not wanting to go along with where what he has to do to be part of this like little village or town or castle or whatever the hell it is um and him trying to keep her out of danger but she feels like he's just holding her back and trying to not listen to her and he just doesn't want her to like end up in the stocks or anything like that right mm -hmm. like he's trying to protect her by preventing her from being able to talk and be an adult and she just wants to kind of like go out and like hey like i know this thing just listen to me and he's just like seeing what is happening to the other villagers in the town and like trying to make sure she doesn't fall victim to that and i think that like there is some sort of story there about like the things you do to your children to protect them from things that they don't understand that this film like isn't trying to message to little children and it's probably going to go way over their head um but yeah just right. just interesting right it definitely feels li like a lot of these kids movies it feels like maybe a meditation on parenthood from the creators of it yeah. and how like you know like, like you said like you try to protect them and in the process you might be doing harm in other ways and the the difficulty of striking the balance right um, going back a little bit to the design of the movie. Uh, so again, I think like the broader design, especially the landscapes are the most stunning. Like the first time I really noticed the perspective thing they were doing, and I'm still not positive that I'm interpreting this right, is, uh, the girls are watching like from a distance, they're looking out at the city and the castle. And it looks like you're looking at the castle from above. Right. Like they're standing yeah, yeah, exactly. right in front of it and you're getting a top down view. And I I stared at that for a while. Like, why is this so amazing looking? Yeah. yeah. Um, it, it's basically it's because we, of that totally not possible view that can only happen from hand drawn animation. Yeah. yeah. I will uh, counterpoint is we were joking before this episode started about the film Inception and <laughs> <laughs> uh, with mm -hmm. regards to the title of a film that we are be talking about after this one but it does look like that city is just bent up like ariadne is just fucking around with like the dream that she's in yeah and she's just pulling it up to make it perpendicular to the ground um and it just it looks it does look just so cool yeah i i also really like the the design of 
the the warging, let's say, that goes on in this movie and the visual way they showed that that is happening or about to happen. I think that's yeah, really yeah. cool. They kind of play with certain colors over and over again in a very like consistent way that says a lot with very little when it just like shows up briefly in a scene. Um, and even the the character design, like, you know, it, they're all it's all kind of cute and kind of done before, you know, like Maeve felt a lot like the lead in Brave to me when I first saw her. Um, But there are little things like, like Maeve has a circular chip in her ear that is like perfectly parallel with the earrings that she has on and other things about the wolf, like lair that just, again, it felt, it felt like a, not just a kid's storybook, but like the kind of thing that you would unearth from hundreds of years ago and be like, <laughs> this was art that they used to tell the story of the wolf walkers. And that, yeah. I just thought that was really cool. And, and there's, there's things that they do too, where the, the shape of the characters is not a hard and fast rule that the film dictates. It's like, depending on mm-hmm. the, the image or the feeling they want to convey at a moment, characters become more round or more thin and kind of like, like there are scenes with Maeve and her mother in the cave where like they become these really, really wide round objects that are like these large stones almost. Um, And there's something really, really interesting about just like the way it changes from scene to scene and plays with what it's presenting or the way the wolves change shape and stuff like that. So it's just, yeah, just continually like awed by the different moments of the film and the way it presents information. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Uh, Well, any last thoughts about this film, Steven? Um, I think the, the child actors are very cute in this movie. Um, <laughs> like, like an early scene that kind of caught my attention is, uh, uh, the girl, I really should remember her, her name, Robin. Robin is talking to uh, a hat because her dad isn't around. Yeah, and so she's so doing great. the impression of her father in the hat. And it is the most adorable, like two minutes of the year. Yeah. I feel like it, it is just so cute. Well, like the shot where she's like. Uh, trying to pull the arrow out, out of the wall and her dad comes home and she's yep. like rrr, rrr. there's just yeah, so, yeah. so many great little like silly jokes in this film um, mm-hmm. but yeah good times um, I think Stephen um, this is a simple review that we're, we're praising this film a lot for the way it looks but it's time to let people know our actual official verdicts for this so if you were going to give this a must see record with a caveat wait for rental pass with a caveat or a must avoid what would you give it this is one of those times where our categorization dictates I give it a rating that if I were converting to like a star system wouldn't sound as good. Like I have to say recommend with a caveat for this because caveat is I I don't think the story is as good as the visuals are. Like I think the re- if this were conventionally animated, it wouldn't be anywhere near blowing me away, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think the visuals are so good, you should ignore that and like love this movie anyway. <laughs> so uh, giving it a recommend with a caveat, but it is a high, high recommend with a caveat. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to give it a must-see. Uh, this, I agree with you that it sort of breaks uh, you know, what, we're, what we do here with our rating systems as I understand that this film on the page is not the greatest film in the world, but it really is so striking and so unique looking. Like maybe there are plenty of films that have this style and this look to it that I just haven't seen. But to me, it's kind of just shocking how beautiful it really looks like the color palette, just the design of everything, even like rewatching the trailer as we did moments ago, right before the review review section of the episode. um, It's still just (laughs) 
<laughs> looks so beautiful. Um, and it's hard to it's hard to not praise it like that. And I think that anybody um, who's got, you know, whatever it turned out to be 90 minutes or so, <laughs> maybe it ended up, it felt like it was really quick, but maybe it's longer. Um, yeah, it, just, it was like maybe a little over 90, like a hundred. Okay. Uh, well, people should definitely check it out. And I think it's, I think it's well worth your time. And I think you would be impressed whether you're not like blown away by the story. Yep. Cool. Um, well, that is going to do us for our review of Wolfwalkers, Stephen Miller, if people want to find you throughout the week, where can they do that? Uh, people can find me at twitter.com slash sdavidmiller or sdavidmiller.com. People can find me at christopherinreallife.com or twitter.com slash christopherirl. You can find the podcast over at thespoilerwarning.com where you can find a bunch of the back episodes of the show. If you want to subscribe to the show, you can do so in Overcast, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever podcasts are found. If you want to know when the episodes go live, you can follow us at twitter.com slash spoilerwarning, facebook.com slash thespoilerwarning, or instagram.com slash thespoilerwarning. If you want to get a hold of us directly, you can send an email to fans at thespoilerwarning.com, or you can use the contact form on our site. Music for this episode will come from the soundtrack to Wolfwalker, so hopefully you're enjoying that. And uh, yeah, that's it for this review. We are uh, going to take off, and we have a review of Parallel for you, uh, which no doubt will be a lively... <laughs> A lively oh, yeah. episode. <laughs> so we'll see you in a moment. Bye. <laughs> Bye.